are back for another 10 point podcast weekly news and this time hollywood's been listening to us because they've given us so much news this time we've been complaining for weeks how this news podcast was the worst thing we've ever done and we keep bringing it back at the wrong time however i've got an abundance of news so i don't know about you guys so hopefully so i don't don't do that (laughs) well before we get on to that um we shall get on to what we've been watching and bruce is already ready um I need some popcorn. Well, on you go, Bruce. <laughs> I'll let him go. He seems like he's ready. Let's go. What did? Can I complain about She-Hulk now, please? Yes. Can we, we all right. we all watch She-Hulk. Go, rant. We've all seen it. Who, who is this television program for? <laughs> is, is it for the people who make it? Is it just for like the dozen of them that are in the room? That is it like they made it their own show, or is it for just absolute Marvel fanboys and fangirls on Twitter who are just like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever! I can't believe they did this and they did this. Oh, it's totally like She-Hulk to do that. Like She Hulk does that in the comics all the time. It's like, but what about the other one million people who subscribe to Disney Plus who like Marvel movies that want to watch this as well? It's a fucking abomination to Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is something I said last week. It points out how bad Marvel finales are inside its own television show, and then just decides, oh well, because of that, we won't bother having one. Oh well, the series has ended. Happy ending. Time to up a neat little bowl. Oh look, celebrity cameo. Oh celebrity cameo. Ah ha ha. Doesn't that happen in Marvel all the time? <laughs> you're doing it too. Like you're <laughs> making fun of it, but you're also doing it as well. It's oh, it made no sense. It did. It, 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 it just annoyed me. And again, the the further the series went on, it's a it's a comedy. Oh, it's, it's a bit to be. It's not funny. Like I I, I don't laugh at She Hulk at all. It you is not funny. Last week, and I still wasn't prepared for how bad that ended. See, yeah. it's so weird because like obviously Bruce had like moaned about it and he said like half internet. It's still like half internet. Absolutely love it. I think it is the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, Chantelle is actually one. Of, she's on the like one of these people that love it. She's like, oh, it was great. The only bit about She-Hulk that I liked is how it was comic accurate that she just bangs anybody. <laughs> so, right. so, like, they basically just made her into an absolute whore sleeping <laughs> with the entire Marvel Universe. But bear in mind, she's only slept with Daredevil currently. However, I've just pictured that she's just going to go around sleeping with everybody like she does in the comics. It's kind of like, I guess that's a, not a role reversal necessarily, but you, male characters in things are always yeah. trying to get the next hot girl. She's just trying to get the next hot guy the whole time, and that seems to be basically but, one of her character traits. Is she's but bear in mind, that the, the problem is, the comic was in like the 1970s, and yeah. they were just making her, like, I don't know, like, in the comics if it was, like, Daredevil sleeping, but she, like, sleeps with Daredevil and, like, Wolverine and just everybody pretty much. But yeah, I did, like, that was my only saving grace on it. I was like, all right, yeah, that's pretty fun, but... She's true to the comic. Yeah, yeah. The, the talking to the camera thing, it's like, no, just leave I that for I don't get Deadpool. that. I thought it was only Deadpool that had the, the fourth wall. No, thing. she does that. But the, um, There was never any real payoff to that, other than the finale bit, which is what gets me on to my next point, mm. which is the Kevin Feige stuff. It's just <laughs> so self-congratulating that it made me feel ill watching it. And I'm just like, oh, this is all. Oh, they've actually written the guy who created the MCU they've written him into this TV show to be like, oh yes, the great Kevin, who we love so much. Oh, the fabulous, our great leader Kevin. It's like, no, you're t- like this is not this is not what a normal person who likes to watch superhero movies wants. This is not what I'm looking for. I don't want uh, like this is what I said last week. My last point on it last week was they've not learned the lessons of what the professional wrestling industry fell down with this where when pro wrestling hit its absolute height and popularity 
they decide at that point that, oh, well, what more can we do? Oh, the best thing we can do is put the real storylines, the real things that are happening onto television instead of these fake stories that we've written for all these years. Everyone like everyone enjoys this buying into the theatre of professional wrestling, but we've run out of ideas, so let's just put all of the stuff that's real on television instead, and then eventually people start to witter out it kind of fritter away who don't know or care all these references there might be somebody out there somewhere in one corner of the world that doesn't actually know that kevin feige is the guy who produces the marvel movies they're just baffled they're by loving it <laughs> what is this robot all about what i don't understand this robot works disney plus and then so this basically the whole show tells you that it's not real like it built itself a universe like this is the marvel universe but now that one universe that we were so strongly following for 20-odd films, they're not telling us that's not a real thing. Like, that's that's not a real plan. That's all been written by a robot. And that's canon, if you want to go that way, canon. The whole thing is fake. And again, the whole turn to the camera and talking about how bad finales are, it's another thing that pro wrestling did wrong. Nowadays, pro wrestling's not as famous, if popular as it used to be, because, or one of the reasons, that they keep telling you on the television shows that it's not as good as it used to be. Or remember the good old days, this is why this show sucks. This is why this te- this is why this wrestling promotion sucks. It's because it's not as the way it used to be. It's like Marvel are doing it now as well. It's like, oh, they're just, it was a disaster. The series and just focus on the films. That's what they were. Yeah. Their films are suffering because of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they didn't, personally, they've not picked the right approach to many of these TV shows. Two or three of them have been good, and all the rest have been iffy. And then don't get me started on randomly, oh, yeah, I'm the Hulk. I'm back. Here's my son. And, oh, yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> it seems like a parody of an MCU. It's the thing. Hulk. <laughs> it is god awful. And yes, you're right. It's It should never have existed. <laughs> it feels like they had the, the idea for the Daredevil show and about two sheets, probably the origin one, what wasn't yeah. meant to be the season opener I learned, that was supposed to come at the end, which would make even less sense. They had the idea for that and for the Daredevil episode and I thought, right, we'll build another eight episodes around about that and that'll be fine, everybody will, be, everybody will like it. But yeah, that's, that's me finished moaning about She-Hulk. Okay, well, it's interesting, like, we may as well keep on to the Marvel thing because one thing I did watch, completely out of nowhere, and I think is probably one of the best Marvel stuff that they put out, is Werewolf by Night. Oh, I've watched that. I I watched it as well. I was like, oh, Werewolf by Night. It's like, this has been zero advertised. I was like, fuck it, I'll put it on. I was like, right, it's a bit black and white for my liking. (laughs) However, it drew me in within about a minute to two minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm hooked. And then, yeah, it is like 50 minutes of pure genius. Yeah, it's great. It really is good. Yeah. Uh, It does have, uh, my my only note I've written down, because I just want to talk about how good it is, but only note is, it still has one of the worst attempts at a Scottish accent in an American production in a while. The, the, fellow's not, the fellow's not a Scottish guy, and I don't know why he had to try the Scottish accent, and it is horrific. And then, he, doesn't, he doesn't hang around long, he's not in it very much, but it's a dreadful Scottish accent, but I agree with Andy. It's really good, and it's strange watching a Marvel show here, and I like two or three of the main characters. Like, you're a likeable person, I can get on board, I support you and what you're doing, yeah. I want to see you do well. And, like, I mean, like, I, I rem- like remember Ted, like, we'll say safe to not spoil the crest, but right, Ted, okay, like, yeah. like, as soon as he appeared on screen, I was like, ah, right, they're doing this proper justice. Like, this is who Ted is, and this is exactly what he should be like. Ah, okay. Right. And it's like, it's everything's bang on. And then the whole, like, the way it ends, it's like, they've set this up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. good. And it, it, it's obviously not going to be a standalone thing that only happens once. The main characters are going to come back into something at some point. But 
it didn't feel like a here's us introducing these people solely for the purpose of them yeah. showing up in Moon Knight or whatever else they would. That's the thing. This is like, this is the Moon Knight Blade Marvel yeah. stuff. This is all this stuff, and it is yeah, literally zero advertisement. Yeah. It's not she hawked all over the internet. It's just it's just they just released it and it was out there. Maybe this should be a message to them that you don't need to make a six-episode series. Just make a good one or two-hour long thing. Yeah. Like, so maybe do like a film of all these characters might be the best way to do it. Yeah, stick to what worked. But yeah, I give Werewolf by Night maybe a thumb and a half up. I, yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, it needs to be a little bit longer. Just it, it seems a bit rushed at times, but yeah, visually it's stunning. So yeah, watch that, Chris. That's good. Yeah, That's a recommendation definitely Right, Bruce, what else are you going to rant about? Because I heard there's other things you've seen and want to rant about. I very much want to rant about a new film I saw this week. Uh, people know it. It's publicised. It's called Halloween Ends. <laughs> but actually, it's the Corey, a Halloween story is what it is. What they've gone and done is decided, let's finish the Halloween franchise. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie. You know, Michael Myers as The Shape. Well, we're going to finish that storyline by making a two-hour-long film about a different person, and then we'll have them in it at the end, and you can see them at the end. Because I cannot say this more factually. This film is about a different person. Like, there's a new person. <laughs> like, if you remember Halloween Kills, the last film, I didn't like it very much because it was basically, here's a bunch of people who live in Haddonfield, Illinois, Let's tell a story about them. And then Michael Myers is around trying to kill people at the same time. Well, this one is, let's take Michael Myers all the way out of the film and introduce another person and then do like a basically a kind of teen love story sort of thing uh, with mainly this new person who's never been in any of the films before. And then, oh yeah, we'll just staple Michael Myers and Laurie on at the end. And that's the end of their story. And it's like, it's not very good either. That's the other thing. It's not, like, it's... It would be it's perfectly exact a perfect example of what Netflix do when they write these new horror films. You get these young actors you don't know much about. I'll put some money into it. The actors do their acting. It's not laughable. It's not great. It's not going to win any awards. And it comes out at some random Friday night throughout the year. Here's Netflix's new <laughs> horror film of the month, and you go watch it. That's what this film is. But yeah. for some reason, they decide that's what they want to do with Halloween, and it's it basically it's. It's almost as if the people who wrote it were like, when I was younger, I wish I could have been Michael Myers' best friend and he could have helped me deal with all my troubles and I could have been his pal. So let's write a film where that happens. And that's basically what this is. And this it's is about... exactly why I didn't go to see it because um, somebody, like one of my friends on Facebook, massive, massive horror fan, loves any horror thing. Halloween's up there with one of his favourite franchises. And literally, he said 10 minutes in, he wanted to kill himself <laughs> and lose the will to live because apparently it is that bad. What's funny is, I would I would disagree because the, the first 10, 15 minutes is the, the, the origin of the Corey character, like his story starts. And the first 10, 15 minutes is actually quite a nice little sort of, I don't know, kind of Twilight Zone kind of, you would imagine it'd be like a little 10, 15 minute short in something else telling like a Halloween tale. Here's a Halloween campfire story. That's quite nice. But then they decide, oh yeah, we won't ever actually get to Michael Myers and the stuff you're waiting to see. We'll just continue going <laughs> for the next hour, carry on with this other thing we set up. But oh no, it's like, and once again, the, the, the strike rate of the Halloween films is about 20 of them, and still yep. about four of them are good, I think. It's, it's rough. 
Right, have you got anything to give us positive that you watched this week? Uh, just that uh, Werewolf by Night. That was <laughs> right, okay. you've already done that. That's me. So that's, that's pretty much where I was at with uh, what I've watched this week is I watched Werewolf by Night, so I'll class that as maybe a film. It's a short film, we'll call it that. Yeah. Like I said, I was going to originally go watch Halloween, but I've heard so many bad things about it, I didn't bother. So being the great podcaster I am, I thought, fuck it, we'll just plan about it. I know somebody would have seen it here. <laughs> the only other thing that I've watched and I genuinely can recommend, and we don't do recommendations on game shows in this at all however netflix is the mole what a show okay so the mole was a show that i used to watch back in like 2000 and it was an american show very very simple concept 12 contestants one of them's a mole the 12 contestants have to work as a team to get money but the mole sabotages games Ah, and challenges and obviously they don't get caught so real life among us yeah, pretty much. Is, <laughs> yeah, who's the yeah, imposter? Yeah. Yeah, and it is. It was a show that I was fascinated by. They did a celebrity version with like a bunch of kind of B-list celebrities, like one of the Baldwin's and stuff like that. Absolutely loved <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, Netflix decided to bring it back as a ten-part special, and eight episodes are out now. The last two will be out uh, this Friday, and I am hooked. Like I watched all eight, and it's one of these shows where it's it's not like a game. It's basically you want to play. It's like Cluedo. You're watching it yourself, going, Ah, you're the mole. Right, so you don't know. Okay, right. I was going to ask that. Yeah, but you don't know. You're watching it, like, because the only people that know are the producers that originally did it, but even, like, the host and the camera people don't know who the mole is. Okay. They've basically got these 10 contestants together. They've picked one of them to be the mole, and then the the producers, that's it. They just put them in, and the mole knows bits and pieces, but it's it's not like an elimination thing. Like, they get somebody gets eliminated each time, but you don't vote them off. What you do is at the end of the episode, like the end of the task or whatever, you answer... 20 questions on who you think the mole is but it could be questions on like what kind of shoes were they wearing or what task or what team were they in what color eyes do they have and it's just so you can spread your bets and the person that's the furthest removed from the mole gets eliminated okay so so what happens is the contestants then pretend to be the mole because they want other people to think that you're the mole, they knowing that they're not the mole, but they'll think they are, and then they'll get voted off. Like ah. not, not voted off, but like they'll get eliminated because they've answered the questions wrong. Right, I see. So it's not so like it, your Love Islands and all that. You don't get voted off. It's just if you get the questions wrong, bye bye, you're gone. So this is a daft question. So somebody gets eliminated every episode. Is that what you said? Yes. So <laughs> does the show end when they get the mole? Or do we not no. know that they've yet got the mole? And it could turn out to be the first person who got eliminated. Was no, because the, uh, the mole obviously can't be eliminated because they know all the questions about themselves. Right, I see. So basically, so, all like all 20 questions would be about you. So it'd be like, was the mole in this task wearing a grey jumper? Ah, so you go, yes, he was, yes, he was, yes, yes. he was. Yes, so he you're was. never going to get the questions wrong unless you're really that stupid. <laughs> like, Chris, like, what the fuck but was then, I wearing? At some <laughs> point, they're going to be like... So it's like uh, I don't want to spoil the show too much, but yes, okay, I'm intrigued. I'm very. It's, it's a great show. Like yeah. I said, like what you're saying, because it gets down to like the last four. That's the top four is the last episode. So one's a mole, and then the other three are not moles, but they've all been pretending to be a mole for the last like eight episodes. So somebody's going to know, like, but then somebody's not, and it gets down to the person who gets the most questions right, and then they win the prize pot that they've been working the last ten episodes to win. So. I'm assuming the last round to win the prize is not questions about the mole because the mole just going to win. <laughs> I would say. Well, yeah, no, the mole, the mole can't win. It will yeah. be somebody else. But yeah. yeah, it's a fascinating show on Netflix, so worth a watch. That's that's what I got hooked on this right. uh, this time. So yeah, it was the only thing I watched other than um, Werewolf by Night. So Chris, what did you watch? 
Um, apart from finishing off uh, Rings of Power. Um, oh, yeah, I did that as well. Not bad. That was a nice wee twist at the end. It, did you think the guy that was the guy was the guy that you thought? <laughs> oh, I did, I did like the twisty twist. I didn't see... Yeah. Like, I knew there would be a double bluff on the stranger, because that's what it's yeah. called. But I did not see the guy who is the guy that we all thought was the guy. I didn't see that coming at all. Oh. That was, that, that was well... It made no sense, because he was just like... He was helping him. He seemed like a really, really nice guy. It just blew my mind. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with how that went. Uh, what I'm not impressed with is, uh, I may as well talk about it, is the House of the Dragon. Right. Where I've waited three episodes for a fucking dragon to turn up. A dragon then finally turns up. It's a bit anticlimactic. But that whole episode is just, right, this yeah, show <laughs> this, this show has incest. It has a bit of rape. It has a, a child underground fight, um, like murder ring type thing. Yet... The internet is absolutely destroyed <laughs> by a foot fetish. <laughs> like, they're literally up in arms. It's like, wait there. This is the same episode where they filed down kids' nails, like young little five, six-year-olds, yeah. threw them in a pit and watching them betting them fighting each other. But no, a guy jacking off to a woman's bare feet has got yeah. the internet in, up in arms. You know what? For the first five minutes of that scene, I thought, you know what? She's had a hard day of walking about. She's just taking her shoes off. Yeah. Off. I didn't but see just it. relaxing. And then... She moved around and I seen. I was like, "Oh, you dirty bastard!" Yeah, the, 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 like literally, it's such an innocent scene. It's just like, yeah, like you don't notice it, and then suddenly it's just like, "That's what you're doing." It's like you dirty little fucking prick. So yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Lord of the Rings went up in my estimation, so I'm with you, Chris. I'm looking forward to the second season and the final episode of How to Dragon Things will be an absolute. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping yeah. that's finally going to come together. At this point, uh, I'm going to have to binge both series because I watched like the first two of both and then didn't watch any more. Maybe well, the first three. So and carry, carrying on with the trend of Andor. Fucking ass, I have <laughs> As a Star Wars fan, I'm holding on, but fucking I'm seven episodes in. It's a lot of walking. Like I said, this is fucking worse than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings star, does <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Oh. Um, I actually did watch a movie. Uh, Clerks 3. I don't oh, know what yeah. it is about third movies. I know, but they're fucking getting me in the feels. Oh. Uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife got me. This one broke me twice. And I swear, if I hadn't, I won't spoil it for people who haven't watched it, but I've there's two it scenes yet, that um, it nearly killed me. Try to hold the tears in. But you could see, you, wasn't there. you could see oh. what I'm saying that how this makes the, the biggest complaints that me and you, all, all of us, had about Clerks 1 and 2. It literally yep. fixes that big time. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, this all makes sense now. Like, it literally <laughs> does all make sense. It all. It's one of these third movies that literally ties the other two in almost perfectly. Yeah. It's almost it's like, like, it's like he intentionally wanted to, to fix his own films, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like, very I much can so. see what oh, the problems are. There's a really are. good monologue from um, Bob at one point. Yeah. And it just ex- explains everything that you wanted to do. But I swear to God, if Nicola wasn't sitting next to me, I think I would ever stop crying. I would, I would stop getting out now just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a cool watch it if you've watched the first two as well. You have to watch it, yeah. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, watch this bad boy. Hey, we'll get you in the feels. <laughs> that was the only thing, the only film I watched. Okay, so at least we've got some recommendations in there. So if none of that tickles your fancy, we do actually have news, like I said. <laughs> we've alluded to it. So I'll start off with a few highlight reels. There's so many. I'm probably going to step on Chris's toes here, but however... First three rats off would be my news. Chris loves Silent Hill. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's one. J.J. Abrams is going to reboot the Silent Hill franchise. Well, I read that um, Christopher Gans, who did the first one, is coming back. No, J.J. Abrams. 
literally, I got I got the news. Like it's, it was hot press today. JJ Abrams was. Uh, I don't. He might not be. He might be executive producing or something. Like yeah, that. probably. Yeah. But yeah, it could be the same director as the first one. But yeah. Yeah, Looks he wasn't like there in the second one, but he apparently he's coming back to do the third one. Yeah. So that, that's that could be exciting. We've done Silent Hill on the podcast, of course, haven't we? we exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that that's a nice little segue. Uh, let's see if let's see if we can go for all Chris, all three Chris I think that's the So yeah. Right. Finally, we're getting Harrison Ford in the MCU. MCU, yeah. Two for uh, two. Two for two, which is uh, he's going to first appear in Captain America four. Um, he's going to be playing Thunderbolt Ross, and that, that's a recasting, isn't it? Because yeah, it was, uh, was it William Hurt. Uh, he's uh, he played him before, and he died, he died in the last year. Which, like, which, right? I'm not like Harrison Ford's not a young guy. These Marvel films don't come out very fast. Let's no. put it this way. So, I don't know if we're going to get Red Hulk very quickly, and then they're just going to have a CGI Red Hulk instead. But they're, if he's playing, everybody loves She-Hulk, so they all work for them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're just going to get Harrison Ford in for like a month straight and just film like ten. Film everything. Films <laughs> but, but yeah, apparently we're going to get him in the. Uh, Captain America 4, and then he'll be in the Thunderbolts, which obviously makes a little bit of sense. Um, probably not one Chris has got. It's, it's low-key. I'll, I'll do this one. I'll say the next big one when I say it. Johnny Knoxville basically says that there will be more Jackass films. That will happen. Um, he's hoping to do more films, but they're also looking to do more TV stuff. They've been doing right. like Shark Week and stuff like that and Discovery with um, poopies and stuff like that. Everybody's favourite poopies. The uh, the new movie was well received by most, so I can yes. see why they would want to. Do I actually more. do like the new people. They're actually they're not bad, so I can see like keep the old ones around because they're familiar faces, but they won't do this stupid stuff. Oh yeah, like there's no apart from was this one that uh, knocked out John Knoxville. Or... Yeah, he almost killed himself again because he wanted to do the whole blah 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 yeah. uh, bull thing. That was it. Bull. All right. Um. Right, let's try and see if I can get Chris's last. I've got two more bits of news, Chris, to see if it saves you. We're getting another sequel. Oh, for fuck's sake, Twisters. Twister, there yep. we go. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, yeah, we're getting another Twister, which they basically the director said that they're going to do justice to Bill Paxson. Um, which I don't know, it's going to be hard to make another Twister film. What's the point, is what I, I would say. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I quite like... like wise like, what the plot is. It's just people chasing storms again i think yeah, yeah. and I, I it's not like the same twisters kind of like yeah exactly yeah. for revenge yeah <laughs> i missed you like, last time but i'm coming back for you exactly but i don't know i like twisters one of these films that just kind of came out i watched it, i really enjoyed it i don't know how you can make a sequel like, yeah unless it would be the same people but it can't be <laughs> so it's and, and they found out exactly what like the whole thing was they wanted to document what inside of a twister looked like um and they did that so, what is Twister 2 other than Twister's Revenge? Yes. <laughs> right, so, Sharknado. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a bit weird. Um, who knows? Uh, and then the last bit of news that I've got, since Chris probably doesn't have any more, nope. is finally, <laughs> it looks like it is 99% rumoured, uh, maybe 1% fact again, because anytime this person comes up in the MCU, nobody actually knows. Mistefo, or whatever you call him, Mephisto. Mephisto, that's the one, yeah. Um, looks like is Sasha Baron Cohen has been cast and will turn up in Ironheart yes, is but... the, the hot heavy rumours but anytime Mephisto comes up nobody believes it, so. it, was, it was every episode of WandaVision hinted that Mephisto was going to be coming into it it was going to be the villain and behind right. the whole thing and, and then, then Loki yeah. the same and it was like yeah. 
<laughs> so maybe finally this could happen. So, but there's been a lot of news. So I'll pass over to Chris. What other news have you got, Chris? As much as the three ones I just thought, I like Silent Hill. I like the Twister movie. I thought, you know, I get a little bit of MCU in there. Twister's the one, actually. That's, that's, that's a good one to catch, Andy. For him. I, know, I just, I thought, I thought, oh, Chris could pick Twister. It's, it's, <laughs> but there's been a lot of random news, like a lot of uh, new films being announced, um, like rumors and shit like that. So I'm not going to go through that until they're mostly been confirmed. There's a, a big spoiler for one, an upcoming movie you're watching. Yeah, don't spoil our shit. No, no spoils. So. What's the forecast, Bruce? What have we got? Let's have a look. So, I managed to completely miss the number one movie of last week on my pre- my preview. Uh, so, I'll come to that. Top five last week. Don't Worry Darling was number five. Still hanging on. Ticket to Paradise, still just ahead of it. The Julie Roberts, George Clooney rom-com. Smile slipped to three. Halloween Ends did not debut at number one in its first week in the theatres, which goes to show how badly received it is. But Lyle Lyle Crocodile is number one. It's everywhere. It is. It's on the side of fucking buses. It's on trailers. It's on adverts. Like what the fuck? I'm not even sure if it's. I, I think it's a kids movie, but it's certainly PG. So I'm yeah. assuming it's a kids movie. I don't know if anyone famous is in it. I don't know if there's any superstars. I've seen a trailer it. for it, and all I just, I just every time it comes on, it's like, oh fucking hell, it's a singing crocodile. Like, yeah, so it's a crocodile movie, uh, and yeah, I guess kids maybe off school for like October holidays, midterm or you call it holidays maybe. So maybe the cinemas got overwhelmed by kids going out this month. Um, so yeah, that was number one last week. Completely missed it. I, I'm very indifferent to that news. <laughs> but this week, actually. Uh, a big movie release, super duper movie release. Black Adam has finally finally got to Black Adam. It has been the blockbuster of of yeah. the autumn that we've been waiting to get to. Uh, the Rock stars as Black Adam in his passion project, superhero wise, in the latest attempt for DC Comics to try and do something with their, <laughs> uh, with their uh, IP that they have. So far, it is very 50-50 on the reviews. Some yes. people are saying, like, a return to form for DC. If some are saying, another swing and a miss from DC. People are getting I'm... sacked. People are getting repositioned yeah. in DC. So, and I people people want basically The Rock um, out, because apparently he is the shittest thing about the film. I've played, is so. that right? Okay. <laughs> so a passion project that basically just went, nah, you're shit. So... <laughs> It'll make a lot of money because people will go see it. It's got probably toys and posters and collector's cups and everything everywhere. In fact, now I think about it, in my local Tesco's, there's been a stand of Black Adam Funko Pops in the same position for about a month now. And nobody's touched and one. It's not, getting, it's not running well, out. Or I got an email from Cineworld offering free posters for anybody who goes and watches it this weekend. So. I, did as well. I did as well. I also <laughs> got an email from one of the Glasgow Cineworlds has opened up the new IMAX with lasers screen. Come and see Black Adam at IMAX with lasers. And I'm like... I'm intrigued, to what... yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued to what that actually includes. So I'll I tell you what, Star it. Wars, that'd be fucking epic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure what it means, if it's like a super duper laser screen, or if it actually, like you say, goes like, yeah, flying awesome. around. I'm how many... just fixing a rave now. Yeah, how many films that would... Star Wars or something. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars, yes, it works for, but maybe not Jurassic Park, it might not work for, so I'm not sure how that's going to play into it, so I might give that a go at some point. Uh, so yeah, Black Adam, that, that'll be the biggest movie of the week. Second biggest, I mentioned it last week because it tied into what we're doing on the podcast, The Banshees of Inishirin. Uh Brendan Gleeson, whose name I forgot, and Colin Farrell, uh, reuniting the In Bruges cast. They are, they, the two of them, on a remote island in which Gleason's character abruptly ends their lifelong friendship and Colin Farrell's uh, refusal to accept it. So it's kind of black comedy sort of thing where these two, I guess, middle-aged men decide, one of them decides doesn't want to be pals anymore. 
Um, it's probably very dark humor, very dry Irish humor about it. I want to watch it to see what the twist is as to why they've fallen out. Yeah, cause there must be something to it. I don't know if it's. I, I don't want to speculate in case that. I, I reckon, reckon somebody stole the last roll of toilet roll. Maybe what it is. I say it is a remote island off the west coast of Ireland. I think so. Uh, it'll do a bit of money. It'll do especially well in Britain and, and Ireland, obviously. So it'll probably chart quite well. But yeah, it, it'll probably be good, but might not many people see it. And one other film comes out this week. It's one of the ones we used to get quite a lot back when I was like, doing these in the old news. A film called Maya or Mia and Me, the Hero of Centopia. An animated movie that looks like every other animated movie ever, but I think it's originally German and it's been dubbed into uh, English. But apparently it's a popular animated thing on, uh, somewhere or another. It's got a feature-length version of it. So Mia and Me, uh, the hero of Centopia, uh, might chart well as well next week. Um, in terms of streaming, I'm forgiven up searching for the new films on streaming because I can't find anything new film-wise that's coming They're all out. random as well. They just seem to yeah. appear. It seems like, and it's genuinely like I say. One of my ways of trying to find out is like I go on Netflix's like Twitter and like, what are they tweeting about? What are they telling me that's coming? But it seems to be they just launch something on a Friday and like, boom, new films out. Go watch it. So it's hard for me to preview them because I don't know they're coming out until we do. So something somewhere will land on streaming. But I think most of the services are doing the TV shows like your Andors and all that at the moment. So I can't find anything to stream at home. Uh, and in the future, we're, we're pretty much done with the movies of October already, with a, a week to go. So November, Black Panther, and then, like I mentioned last week, Glass Onion, the Knives Out movie, is going to be on Netflix, but it's coming out in cinemas uh, as well. So they're the big ones that I've got coming out next month. And Avatar 2 is going to save cinema in December. It's um, not. Cinema's going to be dead by then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, someone, I heard someone talking about that last Avatar movie, uh, how it was the biggest blockbuster of all time, and it changed cinema. Uh, temporarily, as in everything had to be 3D for about 10 yeah. years. Can you, like, the, the question was, can you tell me any sort of famous line or famous bit from Avatar? And I was just thinking, no, not really. Like, unobtainium. It, yeah, un- unobtainium, yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, there's just nothing has much staying powder, other than, powder, power, other than giant blue guys, is all I can really remember from Avatar. But uh, it, it came and went quite easily uh, Avatar but that's coming on the horizon and that's it for the forecast keep an eye out for Black Adam next week I'm sure it'll be the big one there you go Sarah there's, there's at least something to look forward to this time uh, we might have not necessarily watched it but you can definitely go and see shit so basically don't watch Halloween that sucks yeah I don't bother uh, watch The Mole because that's my hot pick <laughs> uh, if you're a Star Wars fan stick with Andor it might get better one day <laughs> and uh, what did you watch Chris you watched something oh clerks uh clerks will get you in the feels and if none of that tickles your fancy then you can watch my pick uh which was slither to start off our unofficial spooky spectacular for <laughs> halloween in late october and <laughs> yeah late october so um yeah go find slither good luck with that because that's not on that many streaming services these days and uh join us on the 10 point podcast main podcast i still need a better name for that See you I next think time. Episodic works. <laughs> episodic <laughs> podcast. So see you next time.